Welcome to Aphesis Church Podcast Channel. If you're in Columbia, South Carolina area, we would love to get to know you better and for you to experience what Aphesis is all about. If you would like more information about us, please visit our website at aphesischurch.com. It is our prayer that this message truly speaks to you. God bless. So if we can all stand, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go straight into my opening scripture for this morning. Luke chapter 15, starting at verse 25. Now his elder son was in the field, and as he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said unto him, Thy brother is come, and thy father hath killed the fatted calf, because he hath received safe and sound. And he was angry, and would not go in. Therefore came his father out, and entreated him. I'm going to go ahead and open up a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you, God, for this opportunity that we have to come before you again. God, we just ask that we all have open hearts and open minds and be sensitive and receptive to what it is you have for us today, God. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You may be seated. So I'm sure many of you here today are very familiar with that story, the prodigal son. Quick recap is a man had two sons. The younger son asked his father to give him the money that his father had promised him, and his father did just that. The younger son left home and went to live in a far country. He soon went through all the money his father gave him, living in a riotous and careless manner. When all of the money was gone, a famine spread across the land, and he found himself starving and in need. To support himself, he went and found work in the fields, feeding the pigs. He was so hungry, he would gladly have eaten the food the pigs ate. One day, he realized that his father's servants had bread enough to eat, and yet he had nothing. So he resolved in his heart to go home and beg for his father's forgiveness and ask his father to take him in under his root roof as one of his hired servants. The son returned home and the father saw him in the distance and he ran and greeted him and kissed him with open arms. The son said, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am not worthy to be called thy son. But the father had ordered the servants to fetch the best robe and put on, put it on his son and bring the ring on his hand and the shoes on his feet. And then he ordered them to prepare the fatted calf for a meal so that they can eat and celebrate at his return. Because he said, For this my son was dead and is alive again. He He was lost and is found. And this brings me up to my opening verse. Luke 15, 25. It says, Now the son was in the field, and he came and drew nigh to the house. He heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. He said unto him, Thy brother is come, and thy father hath killed the fatted calf, because he had received him safe and sound. And he was angry and would not go in. Therefore came out his father and entreated him. 
And he answered, said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee. Neither transgressed I at any time thy commandment. And yet thou givest, never givest me a kid that I may marry with my friends. But as soon as thy son has come, which hath devoured the living, the living with the harlots, and had killed, thou hast killed him, the fatted calf. And he said unto him, Son, art thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. It was meat that we should make merry and be glad, for thy brother was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So the prodigal son had come home, and while they were celebrating his return, it said the elder son was out working in the field. Said he could hear the music and dancing and celebrating going on, and was wondering what was going on. And when he discovered that his brother, who had ran off, had returned, and instead of celebrating with him, and being happy that he returned, it said he grew angry and refused to go and meet with him. And his father had come out and asked him, what, what's going on? What's wrong? And in a nutshell, he tells his father, I've been here this entire time. I've been working in your fields, obeying everything you tell me to do, and yet you've never thrown a party for me. Yet, as soon as your son, who wasted his inheritance and ran away, came home, you pulled out all the stops for him. The father replies that he was glad to share everything his son, he owns with his son. But on this day, he had to rejoice and celebrate because the prodigal son had come home. The title for my lesson this morning is, You Cannot Earn Grace. You cannot earn grace. A while ago, this kind of came to my mind, this title, when I was reading through this story. And I did, y'all, I just love, I know it's been mentioned many times before, but how amazing the Bible is. That you can read the same stories over and over and over again. And then all of a sudden, just one day, it hits you in a different way. Something pops out that you've never really noticed or thought about before. Oftentimes, when this story of the prodigal son is mentioned or taught about, it's usually about either the prodigal son returning or the father welcoming the son back. Now, don't get me wrong. Both of those stories are amazing. And I'm sure just as many of you here, I can relate to the prodigal son. That I've went through some stuff turned away from God, but then I came back. But like I said, when I was reading this story, another individual popped out in my head that I never really thought about. The elder son. Luke 15, starting at verse 14, it says, And when he spent, when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in the land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into the fields to feed swine. And he would fame, and it filled his belly with the husk that swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. 
And when he came to himself and said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough to spare? And I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring in his hand and shoes on his feet and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found and began to be merry. Praise God for that. That the father did not hold it against him. He welcomed him with open arms. I can imagine that this, the son was probably in the middle of his speech that he practiced and the father interrupted him by, with a bear hug. And I'm sure many of us here love when we have those prodigals in our church return. Those individuals that were here and then they're gone, but then they return. Luke 15, 4 says, What man of you... Having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he find it. And when he hath found it, he layeth on his shoulders rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he called together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say unto you, Likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more than the ninety-nine just persons which need no repentance going back to my opening scripture I'm not going to read it again I've mentioned it before part of my testimony was it took me almost nine years to receive the Holy Ghost and I can promise you that were many times in my walk and in my growing, that I can honestly say I felt like the elder son. I tried for years to receive the Holy Ghost. Service after service, I would, in my mind, press God for it. And service after service, I'd watch others who would receive the Holy Ghost or receive whatever it is they needed from God. And I don't know, like I said, if any of y'all can relate to it, but I know I can. There'd be the one guest that would walk in, first time ever being in a church, knows absolutely nothing about it, receive the Holy Ghost, get healed, baptized, the whole nine yards, and I'm sitting there in my little corner, what in the world? I'd be asking God, what is going on? God, I've been here this whole time. I've been doing whatever it is I felt I needed to do, volunteering where I can, working in the field. But yet this one individual walks out of here, 
Who knows where they came from, what they've been doing. But yet they got what they needed. And at the same time, I'd see the church blow up, celebrating with them. And I'm going back to my seat, pouting, <laughs> debating if I'm going to come back again or if I'm done. And it's funny, but it happens to many of us. And when I was studying for this last night, it, it's been mentioned a lot of times about, and Pastor Mattman and Pastor Huba has been pushing for people to volunteer and serve in the church. So I want to look at it from that point of view for a moment. I want to go back to Luke 15, 25. Now the elder son was in the field, and he came and drew nigh to the house and heard music and dancing. Now in this verse, it's talking about a literal field. He was out in the field, cattle, crops, whatever it is that need to be done. But this sounded a little familiar to me. Matthew 9 and 35 says, And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then he saith unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into the harvest. So God is calling for laborers in the field to work the harvest. And as I mentioned, we've been pushed or encouraged to serve in any way we can in the church. The welcome team, hospitality team, temple keepers, uh, what else? We got greeters, praise team, Whatever it is, whatever it is you can do, the church needs your help. And while that's all great, serving the church and serving in the field is amazing. I wouldn't have it any other way. But if we're not careful, we can begin to feel like that elder son. We can begin to feel that God owes us something. <clears throat> Luke 15 and 25. Now the elder son was in the field, and he came and drew nigh into the house. He heard the music and dancing, and he called one of the servants, and he asked what these things meant. And he said unto them, Thy brother is come, and thy father hath killed a fatted calf, because he had received him safe and sound. And he was angry, it would not go in. Therefore... His father came out. Help us if we ever, God help us if we ever get to a place where we're acting like this elder son and God's got to come out and get us. And he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgressed I at any time thy commandment. And yet ye never givest me a kid that I might be, make merry with my friends. Unlike his unworthy brother, who is being welcomed with grace into, in, back into their home, the elder brother is working in the field. 
And when his brother came home, he got angry. Perhaps with a hint of self-righteousness and entitlement, he professed that during his lifetime, he had perfectly and faithfully met his father's wishes, yet never received such attention from his father. Why are you working in the field? Are you doing it to advance his kingdom? Or are you doing it for the attention? Because let me tell you right now, you cannot earn grace. It's impossible for any of us here to work hard enough, long enough, to merit the Father's grace and love. It's impossible. God's grace is defined as undeserved favor. It cannot be earned. It's something that can only be freely given. Ephesians 2 and 8 says, For by grace ye are saved through faith, and that not of our, yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in him. If we ever find ourselves in that place as the elder, just as the elder son, if we ever find ourselves looking at another person that's returned to the Father after giving everything they had to the world and getting another chance, getting God's grace, if we ever see someone returning beaten down, broken, and hurting, and we get in our heads that somehow we're better than them because we've been here the whole time? That you think God owes you something because you've been here and they haven't? Let me tell you right now, you need to find an altar fast. You need to find an altar before God comes and finds you. Before that father comes out to you because you refuse to come in. Because he'll get you in. <laughs> he will get you in. And then I would say you need to ask yourself, why am I even here? Why am I serving the Lord? If we look back at Luke 15, we can see a huge difference on how each one of the sons approached the father. Bear with me, I'm going to read it one more time. Luke 15, 25, it says, Now the elder son was in the field, and when he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music and dancing. I'm going to jump to verse 28. And he was angry and would not go in. Therefore came his father out. But if we go to Luke 15, 17, it says, And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough to spare? And I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father's house, and I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no worthy to be called thy son. Make me one of thy hired servants. When the elder son came to the father, he came 
angry. He came with a sense of entitlement. He came believing that God owed him something. His father owed him something for all the work that he's done. Now I'm not going to say you're not going to get rewarded. Absolutely you're going to get rewarded. But it's all about your motive. The elder son's saying, Dad, I've been here the whole time, Dad. I've been working for you the whole time. Why can't I have what he has? And I won't go on it, but I know it's been mentioned up here before, the, dangerous, the danger of comparison. Don't do it. Why am I not getting what I deserve? This is where we often go wrong. We see ourselves working for God as opposed to working with God. Two different things. Working for God, you can feel like he owes you something. But if we look at the prodigal son, when he came to the father, he came with a humble heart. He said, Father, forgive me. I've sinned against you. I'm not even worthy enough to be called your son. At the very least, I could be your servant. When I was studying this too, I looked at these two different approaches to the father. And it popped in my head, what if the story was a little different? What if he had given each one what they deserved? What if he had given the elder son the party that he wanted? Would that have been grace? Or would that have been a, a payment? Romans 11:5 says, Even so then, at this present time also, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. And if by grace, then it is no more of works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, then is it no more grace? Otherwise, work is no more work. I'm going to do Romans 11.6. I'm going to do it in the NLT version. It says, And since it is through God's kindness, then it is not by their good works. For that case, God's grace would not be what it really is, free and undeserved. The difference that I see is the approach that the elder son took to the father sounded a lot to me like an employee going to their boss saying, hey sir, it's time for my paycheck. I did my work. I'm sure many of y'all have had those co-workers over time that do absolutely nothing. And I'm like, how's this dude getting paid more than me? He ain't ever here. I'm sure I've been on the other end of that too. How is this dude, how is Ryan even getting here? But he approached it like, a, like an employee asking the boss for their paycheck or a raise. 
No kind of relationship other than a professional one. Now thinking of the way the prodigal son approached, it absolutely sounds like there was a personal relationship there. Romans 4, verse 1, it says, What shall we say then that Abraham our father, as pertaining to the flesh, hath found? For Abraham were justified by works, he hath whereof to glory, but not before God. For what saith the scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Now to him that worketh is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justified the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. I'm going to do verses 4 and 5 in the message version. It says, if you're a hard worker and do a good job, you deserve your pay. We don't call your wages a gift. But if you see that the job is too big for you and that, that it's something only God can do and you trust him to do it, you could never do it for yourself no matter how hard and long you worked. Well, that's trusting him to do it is what gets you right with God, by God, a sheer gift. God's grace is not something we can work for or possibly earn. Grace is a gift that only God can give us. It's a gift that we can only receive with a personal relationship with him. The sad truth is that there's going to be many people in the church that's going to be standing before him on judgment day that have spent their entire life working for God. Working for him instead of working with him. Striving as hard as they can to earn that gift that only God can give us freely. Striving to earn grace that you can never earn. Because they never had a true relationship with him. Matthew 7, 21 says, Not everyone that saith unto him, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doth the will of my Father, which is in heaven... Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? In thy name have cast out devils. In thy name have done many wonderful works. God, haven't we been working for you? God, we've been here the whole time. Then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye worker of iniquity. <laughs> Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need.
God help us if we ever get to that, that place. Because there's a ton of work to do. It really is. The laborers are few. But I ask each and every one of you, and this is more for me than any of you here, ask yourself, why are you doing it? Are you working for God to earn grace? Or are you just working for Him because that's the best life? Because God knows what you need. He just asks that you give everything you have to Him. He wants your faith and trust. And in turn, you're going to get grace and mercy. We can go ahead and stand. When the elder son saw the prodigal return, it said he was angry. And again, like I said, I've been there in my place, in my walk with God. I've been there before. Where, like I said, you see people returning to God, and I'm like, what in the world? Why am I not getting what I need? And I think it was mentioned in one of the panels too. One of the questions were, why do some people seem to have favor while we don't working for God? I would say just like possibly this elder son If you're questioning that, why am I struggling? And this individual that's walked off the street in here is getting everything they need from God. I would say to that individual, to myself, do you really understand what God's grace is and mercy? Because the individual that may be getting everything they need, when the prodigal son was out spending all his money, I'm sure he probably thought, God's showing me favor. Yeah. But then when he got a true revelation of God's grace and mercy, yeah. and God had to come after him and bring him back home, Those in the field, it's going to be hard work. It's easy for individuals to sit back, but then once you truly invest and give everything you have into the kingdom of God, you're going to hit roadblocks. There's going to be issues. But I promise you, you're going to get God's grace and mercy. And you can't earn God's grace and mercy by working in the kingdom of God. I would challenge it and say, it's by God's grace and mercy that I can serve in the kingdom of God. Because none of us are worthy to even be in this building right now. So redefine what grace and mercy looks like in that situation. 
I'm not going to get grace and mercy. You'll get grace and mercy working for God. But it's by His grace and mercy that I can work with Him yeah. and not for Him. Let's go ahead and pray. Dearly Father, I just thank You, God, for what You gave for us here tonight, God. God, I ask that You touch each and every one of us, God, that help us not to get that angry spirit when we're working with You in Your, your field. God, help us not to get that angry spirit when those individuals return back to You. That instead of getting angry and feeling like you owe us something, God, but let's just celebrate with them. Because our fruits, when we're, our payment working in the field is seeing those individuals return. We just thank you, God, for what you've given, here, given us here this morning, God. And I just pray for the rest of this service today, God, and for what the man of God has for us during the main service. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you were encouraged by this message and you would like to connect with Ephesus Church or you would like to get in contact with the leadership of this church, please visit EphesusChurch.com. Thank you for being a part 